Is uh, life in uh, dystopia, I guess, is uh, what we... I've been using the term after the virus. After the virus. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I guess I've just been, honestly, I've just created a little schedule for myself. I still go into the city for work two days a week. Um, but otherwise, I, uh, yeah, I just have myself on like a little routine that involves um, reading, working out fucking working on just like little projects and stuff so you either you either fill the time by eating dog shit food and binging netflix and just becoming a a soft blob and getting all fucking depressed and stir crazy or uh you find constructive ways to do it i've just been fucking just hammering like steak and vegetables and eggs just just trying to live like an animal Nice. And, and what, using, like, free weights in uh, your apartment and just kind of, like, getting after it with workouts? Uh, yeah, I have, a, I have a kettlebell. I have a, uh, I have a weighted jump rope. And then I have, um, you know, there's uh, – I was going to the park, but they fucking shut that down. So now I have to um, – whatchamacallit um, – like work out on the sidewalk next to the park which is just preposterous yeah and then for uh for pull-ups i found uh there's a scaffolding like a couple blocks away so i i use that so between between walking you know to and from with the kettlebell in the backpack doing uh really you know high rep body weight workouts doing kettlebell stuff and jumping rope and then scaffolding pull-ups i've been i've been staying reasonably fit like obviously it's not going to be the same thing as going into the, the gym where you have, you know, hundreds of pounds and barbells and, and all this other shit to play with. But it, for, for now, you just, you make do. And hopefully this will only be, uh, you know, like another six weeks or so of this bullshit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what's it called? So basically your life is sort of like a Rocky movie montage right now. Yeah. I mean, look, what, you know, what's, what's, the, the alternative is like I'm seeing like it, it looks like people are just they're like, you know, nope, fuck it. We are just it's going to be sweatpants all day on the couch. <laughs> and that's dude, that's why people are, are like losing it and, and right. getting sad and grieving. I keep seeing the word grief everywhere on mm. Twitter. Um, uh, fucking KFC from Barstool is comparing this to 9-11. I mean, it just, ridiculous. everyone's losing their fucking Just shit. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And uh, look, the nice thing for me, and, and you know, I, I don't mean anything negative by the use of the term nice, but for me, what isn't really that different is that I've been using the treadmill in the basement 
for my yeah. exercise for a while. So it's like I, I told my coworker, I was like, yeah, it's really not any different for me. I just could, can kind of move my day back an hour and a half because I don't have to commute. That's really the only the thing. Now, the aspects of it that have been kind of uh, brutal and I hesitate to even say that because so many different people are either living something fucked up with the actual virus or working on the front lines is that my day is just so fucking groundhog day. It's fucking Cuomo at 11, Murphy at two and de Blasio at five or some variation of that. And Cuomo is sort of like the like New York tough guy. We got this virus type thing. And then Murphy comes on and he's all like folksy and kind of like, you know, like we'll get through this together. And then de Blasio comes on with just his like doom and gloom act. And it's just so, Oh my God, it's the same thing every day. And sometimes I literally have to check the email from my boss in the morning to make sure that it wasn't the same one she sent the day before where she's like, get ready for Murphy at at two o'clock. And I'm just like, all right. Um, But uh, yeah, it's, it's been very, um, surreal because I think that you're right. Unless you find some way to kind of keep yourself moving both physically and mentally, it gets to be, um, I don't know, just like so stagnant. It's like water. That's not moving at all. It's not healthy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Read, read a fucking book, like do something like everyone there. Everyone should have some, something. Something that's just been sitting around, they've been meaning to do, get to work on, fucking, uh, and then, you know, the other, there's, there's nothing to do but, like, go for a walk and do, like, squats and shit. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand sitting around on, on the fucking couch. So let me tell you something that I did this past week on Wednesday night with my uh, boyfriend's group of, like, hometown friends, so not his college friends, who they just all did, like, a um, digital flip cup last night that they played with each oh other oh my god are uh, you you guys are, are doing those fucking zoom happy hours he has been on a fucking tear with the digital I, happy hours i was like you know you better watch it no surprise yeah. <laughs> i was like you better watch it you're you're basically like you know polishing off a bottle of wine every single night here i mean like let's go what's going on you know what i mean i have like not the- i have not partaken in a single one of those <laughs> so what i did was on wednesday night i hosted a flipping feud on zoom i i held a family feud game on wednesday night now where would you rank that in terms of like you know gayness in other words incredibly right i would rank it incredibly incredibly gay so like if one was i don't know you know like uh just uh hugh hefner being surrounded by like you know 20 women you need you need a graphing calculator to get to the number of gay that (laughs) That I think that is. <laughs> oh man, so that's really great, and it was actually a lot of fun. I'm going to continue to do it, and uh, I'm going to see if I can, you know, get better, get better, because I, I aspire to that Steve Harvey level of just disgust at wrong, at like really bad answers. You know what I mean? Like that's really the whole reason that I wanted to do it. Is that everyone? I, I hate how I hate how hungry for comfort everyone is. Like, I, just unless. Unless you are directly affected by this, either via, you know, having the illness, a loved one with the illness, working on, you know, in some frontline capacity, or you have had your livelihood or life otherwise affected by it, other than, you know, the same fucking way the rest of us are, you know, working from home and just watching TV. 
then you have no just there's just no everyone's you know just acting like such fucking pussies are you seeing a lot of people who are demanding comfort and and desiring comfort yeah if you look if you spend a lot of time on twitter like you see a lot and on facebook and everyone's like we're gonna get through this together Mm. it's gonna be okay Mm -hmm. like like just shut the fuck up yeah because i mean i i hate to admit it i really do but i feel i don't really feel that solidarity throughout all this I think this whole situation feel, is really fucked up. It was I don't like feel a. The, I don't feel the need to feel solidarity with people who are not like. Yeah, obviously, you know, if you're doing something dangerous, it's like, hey, man, you know, like, you, we wish you very well in in doing that. It and it's it, you know, it's right. It's appreciated. Sure. But it, what the issue for me is that it's almost become. I guess this is the best way to put it because otherwise I'm gonna sound like a fuck. I sound like a fucking asshole. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, and I don't want to come off as that either. I'm trying to think of the right it, way to put the way I'm trying to say. It has become. There has become. It's almost become like an element of like basic white culture. Mm-hmm. Like like the pumpkin spice latte. Like people probably you know buy those fucking things, take a picture of it, and then don't even drink it. Like, it's almost like, okay, like, this is what we're doing now. We're doing uh, thoughts and prayers and shit on social media over coronavirus because that's that's just the thing now. Like, and I, and like, I think that you're right, but I think that there is, like, there's always things that happen that draw to the forefront aspects of civilized society that aren't properly appreciated. Like, I think that there's a lot of different stuff And I'm not somebody who bangs the drum for socialized medicine or, you know, really kind of that type of like I I do believe that there's a a role to be played for like profit existing in pharmaceuticals and so on and so forth, because that kind of pushes the envelope. But without getting too into the, uh, you know, sauce, my point is that I think there's going to be things that change here in terms of the focus people have, like, you know, maybe we should have more hospitals than we really need and almost call them pandemic hospitals. And for the most part, there are, you know, taxpayer dollars going towards keeping these places open and generally running, but they're more or less overflow capacity. And that's probably not a bad idea in terms of any number of things that could happen, environmental or uh you know, military or, or terrorist or whatever it may be. I mean, look, so much of this shit, like some of the things with New York City, for example, the fact that they're so short on masks, for example, I thought to myself, how is it possible that in a city that went through 9-11 like 20 years ago, you don't have on some level basic face, you know, protection, like mask type protection in mass? You know what's going on? My brother's coming through here, so the those sounds you hear in the background if in fact you do are uh, my brother Kyle moving out going up. this is front porch studios ladies and gentlemen only the most american podcast of all time experience the most american podcast ever created i hate flipping out radio to me small market like i really hate that So much of this comes down to we weren't prepared for certain things and the panic that ensued when people realized the extent to which we weren't prepared ripple affected through society and it it caused potentially and this is something I think I sort of started to hit on in the last show that I did 
damage in ways that didn't necessarily have to be caused. At least I feel that way. You know what I mean? Like, let's see what happens when it's all said and done. But um, there is just an unbelievable amount of we don't even know what the world's going to be like when this is all said and done. You know what I mean? The way that people are going to react. It's going to gonna go back. It's going to go back to. You really think so? Yeah. With like like a like a light switch or you think it'll take at least some time for people to kind of like come out of their uh, come out of their homes? Oh, no. As soon as as soon as as the, the green light is fucking lit to go back out, people are going to be there's going to be fucking orgies in the fucking streets. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and you'll be participating. Fuck yeah! Look, you, you know people. No one, you know the people are going to go back to doing the stuff. It'll, uh, you know, to the the economic re- rebound will be uh, will be interested. That'll be the, yeah. the interesting thing. But otherwise, you know, people are like, you know, th- this is it's uh, it's almost like you know you said it's it. You sound callous saying this, but it's like, look the. Even if you do fucking get it, as long as you're in reasonably good uh, health, you're probably gonna, you know, you're gonna have, you're in for a shitty week or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The people, the people who are really dying of this are people who were probably, let's be honest, not far off from that shit anyway. Yeah, and, and look, you're you're absolutely right when you try to preface it best you can by saying not to be callous because it's like, look. There's no question to, to, to paraphrase, you know, Governor Phil Murphy here in New Jersey, you know, the blessed souls. He's absolutely right on the one hand. But the other thing of it is, um, I remember one time I was covering a press conference like two weeks ago now. And Governor Cuomo on the New York side said, oh, if we save one life doing this, if we save one life doing this. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't know about that, man. Maybe that's a platitude. Yeah. And you're kind of throwing that out there just because like it's a general um, catchphrase almost in, in this context, like, you know, um, over prepare, um, you know, type thing, but uh, prepare for the worst, but I don't know, man, I, I, you know, and, and it's, it's just crazy. You can't really talk about this kind of stuff with certain people because they like start throwing at you. You don't know math. You don't know science. And it's like, all right, well, you know what the fucked up thing is to an extent you're right. But I also know, neither do you motherfucker. (laughs) You know what I'm saying, though. It's uh, no, but that's yeah, that's the thing. Everyone is uh, a, 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 a what like a uh, an epidemiologist. Is that the mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. yeah? The, everyone's an, an endemic fucking disease uh, expert now, or, or what have you. It's you know they all they they all read the the same couple. It's because you know how it it works. I mean, the same little pieces of information and get sound of sound bites just get. Uh, regurgitated all over the place and shared and stuff and every every news story is based on the same like couple of fucking sentences so there's no real you don't really get a a big diversity of of opinion or whatever on the situation well you know it's weird because it makes me think like for example i almost want to ask you as somebody who has a military background if it makes you think at all in terms of can you make like an analogy in in this way like i think about the sense that government is like a multifaceted machine, right? That's got all these different interests and all these different areas of expertise and people who focus on that. And it's their life. It's their living. Like Dr. Anthony Fauci of New York, for example, or originally of Brooklyn, 79 years old. You know what I mean? He's worked at that job being the infectious disease specialist for like 20 years, if not more, with various different presidents. So this is kind of like, you know, his 
wheelhouse. You know what I mean? Like when he starts to see th- certain things unfold, he's going to move into into focus mode and, and do things a certain way. But there's other areas of expertise that are probably going to say, look, X, Y, Z, if you decide to do it this way, you can guarantee that a certain number of millions of people, because they work on Main Street, are going to be absolutely fucking butt-fucked. So the, the balancing act has to somehow come into play, and that's where you hope that you have a, you know the proper executive or general or whoever it may be that kind of makes that decision. But you know what I'm saying? Like I almost wonder if you can make a comparison to situations where there's intelligence and then there's also things that people on the ground are telling you and it's a it's a mesh point somewhere in between the actual truth of what the situation is um no i mean i think that's the just the the way decision making works in uh in every organization right even like from the military to the private sector to uh to, to sports teams um you know you have to Anyone who's an, an expert in one specific um, thing is just going to be focused on that and making a decision uh, as a leader, obviously, it requires weighing input from from multiple places. So I guess in this situation, you have to look at it as um, the, the, the big leadership question will be, you know, where does the balance exist between preserving the lives of those who are super susceptible right to to this illness you know how where, where do how do we view that relative to whatever the economic Im- impact is and you know what this isn't this is where i'll jump in and say that i really do have to on some level and i don't know exactly to what extent because i think i'm also too close to it in a way to properly formulate an opinion. But I do have to somewhat question the media's role in the whole thing. And the reason that I say that is I look at what started to unfold in Italy as one of the biggest catalysts for everybody sort of being like, okay, wait, what the fuck is going on here? You know what I mean? Like that was one of the biggest particular situations, I think, that then started to say, uh, people on the other side of the uh, situation were saying, wait, what, what's happening here? What is all this? It, the, yeah, Italy, Italy. Is but there's like, a lot of it, unique circumstances there. A, a very unique circumstances. Uh, an, an elderly uh, population of cigarette smokers living in a place that does a lot of business with Wuhan, China. Exactly. I mean, you couldn't have you couldn't have written it better. And, you know, uh, I knew that for a few weeks, exactly what you just said. Did you also know that in 2017, 2018, 2019, apparently they got the shit kicked out of them by the flu, by influenza? I'm not, yeah, I'm not shocked. That's not surprising. But, I mean, we didn't know that when all that was starting uh, this time around. At least I didn't. You know, maybe you do because you, you're more on that, you know, information wars shit, not that actual show. I'm not suggesting you, but you sort of are more on top of that type of thing. Like you were you sort of on this whole virus thing? I'm not necessarily I wouldn't be surprised. I covered it because it was like the international news section a little bit. Like whenever I was anchoring, it was I always like to dip into like, huh, hmm, well, what's going on in uh, Iran these days? You yeah, know what I mean, like what's going on been, in China? You know what I mean? Like that type of thing. We had been paying attention to it for quite a while, uh, quite a while, because the, um, I mean, the angle of the, um, <clears throat> the eating the the fucking bats and stuff in the markets, yes, and then the uh, the outrageous videos of like of people being dragged into quarantine right. for us, for for like the the work that I do, 
that stuff was like good content for us because it was like, hey, what, like this is there's some wild shit unfolding. So it was it was something we we st- we were talking about it. I would I would say more like more than like well in advance of uh, of your average Joe. Yeah, and I mean, look, I definitely and, and not I'm not going to try to sit here and pretend that I knew what was going to happen here or to what extent this was a concern or or uh, how it all unfolded. But I 1,000% in our newsroom said, I can't believe how stupid this fucking impeachment thing is because it's just going to acquit along partisan lines no matter what you think about everything that's happening. And they could actually be having hearings about whatever the fuck this virus is in China. So, I mean, that's that's where, I, and I tried to get into that on Twitter because I, I, I appreciated the fact that Mitch McConnell, even though fuck everybody in Congress, I don't like any of them, but he said... Um, oh, you know, the government was definitely distracted by impeachment. Well, of course it fucking was. I mean, the, the whole fucking thing, of course. And there wasn't any time spent on any of this. And you just you talk about the China thing. Did you realize or did you see where the wet markets are like reopening now? They they reopened. Are they really? Yeah, within was, the last uh, week. I, I was watching uh, some some wet market videos the other day. And oh, there's one man. where. A guy picks up uh, a. F- it looks like a frog. Yeah, I saw that. Out of, uh, out of a tub. Yeah. And he opens the frog's mouth and he holds on to its bottom jaw and bites off like the top of its head yeah. and splits its body open, like through. He just shears it off with his teeth. It was mm-hmm. pretty awesome. You liked that? It was pretty cool. Like you see its guts go all over the place. It's just wild. I wouldn't watch it over and over again, but just having seen it once, it was like, wow. Well, that one didn't really bother me anywhere near as much. I also saw this video where this guy was like cooking a dog. And I don't know. I if saw you... that one as well. That 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 bo- that bothered me because. Yeah, that's going to stay with me. Um, You know, a to- like frogs and toads and shit like live out in the wild. Yeah, like I forgot food. that happened. You know what I mean? Like I forgot yeah, that video. You mentioning yeah, it reminded me. Yeah, they're, and they're like just based on the way the food chain works. Yeah, whatever. Lives, I mean, frogs, whatever. Who gives a fuck? You know, their lives come to an end in that manner. Like that's how a you know a frog dies. It's eaten by by something fucking bigger. Right. Um. A, you know, a dog is. I, I feel like dogs. Um. They are. You know, they're not on the same level as humans, but they are afforded a certain number of the. Um, you know rights and dignities right that are afforded humans and yeah being uh being cooked alive or eaten in any any circumstance where it is compl- you know yeah unless it's completely yeah i mean that video like I, I can't say it enough it's gonna stay with me you know what i mean like yeah, that was uh pretty, that uh, all right so you weren't digging on that one no 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 i'm not right. into that yeah good 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 didn't we talk about the don't fuck with cats on the internet thing yeah i th- i think that was uh i still haven't seen that Luca Magnata. Um, is that what he sounds yeah, like? I would, I would, I would love to. Uh, I would love to get your perspective on that, especially as I w- the perspective of a guy who has uh, who is engaged in a, a little bit of uh, uh, Craigslist personals. Uh, yeah, you know, fun. Yeah, that uh, factors heavily into into the plot. Yeah, I think that um, that type of thing is horrifying and probably why like for example i think there's a lot of people who can almost like descend into something akin to 
drug addiction, almost like sex addiction when it comes to those anonymous meetups in yeah, terms of for you, it's so much so much easier for you guys do you know yeah. like how much of a fucking pain in the ass it would be to find like a, a, a you know a, a steady pool of chicks who were into meeting up in a parking lot exactly so they could blow you right exactly so really exist right exactly my, my one buddy and i have talked about this all the time he because he he's a long island like sort of loudmouth type guy and he always likes to joke about how like you know uh, gay guys should be we should dial back the whole like oppressed angle a little bit because like they get to go through that aspect of it. you do it, it is it, it is it's um yeah that's that's almost like uh i don't i i don't know if it's like reparate like some sort of reparation or like i guess i guess silver lining would really silver lining is probably the best way to put it but no but at the same time um, a sequined lining. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, nice. I like that. This, uh, yeah, Elton John would be impressed. Um, but the the whole thing with that is I would have never even really gotten close to getting to that point because I'd, I had too much foreknowledge of things like how in Boston some lady got you know killed and she was trying to meet up to like sell her bike or something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, I knew how, like, what an awful and, like, just questionable place. You, uh, you just don't like to use Craigslist for regular. Right, right, exactly. So, like, I sort of was always a little wary of it. So, like, it was never, it was sort of like a uh, a forbidden fruit every now and then type thing. And it, it, I, it didn't mean that I was, you know, any safer per se, but I guess I was playing Russian roulette more, less often. I've actually, um, I've, I've used uh, Craigslist. I found a bunch of roommates on Craigslist um, for uh, the shore houses that we used to do uh, down like Belmar and Manisquan. Yeah, can't do that anymore. Can't do that. That'll be gone after the Rona. Um, yeah, well, I, I mean, I guess it depends how long this, uh, this lockdown lasts for. Is that um, you, Rona? But... Uh, I, I mean, it's going to be hard for them to keep people uh, inside once once it gets nice out. Today is a great day. You know what I was thinking is that under normal circumstances, we would be broadcasting in the garage right now. Yeah. Um, and having some green, having some green, having some beers. The thing is, like, like I went out to I was I, I went out to the sidewalk workout today and there's a lot of people out walking their dogs and stuff. And it's still a little bit like you can still justify sitting around inside on a day like this because you're like oh it's a little windy it's a little like slightly overcast you know the sun's in and yeah, out like yeah it's it's only in the the you know it's in the low 50s but with the breeze it feels like the 40s maybe it's not the best day to be outside in three weeks when it's fucking high 60s stay tickling those low 70s and sunny you're gonna it, it your people will have the discipline to stay inside for like a half a fucking week and then eventually they're going out by the way they're when just, you when you do the sidewalk workout right by yeah. any chance do you wear any sort of sweat pant clothing or um a guinea tea of any kind or anything like that um i mean i'll go i'll go up like i'll walk there with sweatpants and the sweatshirt oh that's right so you're not actually doing it out in front of your apartment you're you're going up to the to the park yeah, no, I make like because in my mind you were just going out to like a weight bench that was like on the sidewalk out in front of your house, and I thought no, it was like no. it, it came off in my mind as like excessively second generation South Jersey like Russian immigrant. 
I um I will I will tell you that uh, down uh, when I'm down the shore at uh, Long Beach Island, we do have a uh, like a, a bunch of weights and stuff in the garage. Naturally, and that does that does tend towards uh, yard workouts. Yeah, and you just sort of throw weights around. You just like to just sort of you know get after yeah. it. Yeah, we uh, <clears throat> we have a bunch of we got dumbbells, kettlebells. We have a, a a bench, a uh, bunch of bands, possibly and stuff some, like that. possibly some creatine, maybe a protein shake of some kind. Yeah, cre- creatine's great. Cre- uh, creatine is one of the um, only scientifically proven legal uh, performance enhancers. I mean, it naturally occurs in your body. Is that not correct? I mean, you you have everybody's got creatine, right? You just boost it. Yeah, and it uh, it, it occurs in. Uh, I mean, steak, fish, chicken is all he. The creatine got uh, it got a very very unfortunate bad reputation during the whole um, Mark Bonds McGuire? McGuire thing. Yeah, Mark because McGuire. McGuire had a uh, he just left a tub of it in his uh, yeah. locker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, who gives a shit? Thing. Like, why did that matter? Well, because everybody knew that he was probably taking other shit, so they were like, "Oh, it's creatine. That's it." And because and so creatine got lumped in with steroids. And parents started asking their doctors, you know, can my kid take this? And then you get those like you get those pieces on like the evening news where it's like the supplement readily available at GNC <laughs> that could be damaging your teenage son's liver. Yeah. And then, well, and it then is true, away. though. If you if you don't drink enough water, you can really fuck up your kidneys. Right. If you take too much creatine or something uh, like that. The amount that you would have to take is, is just absurd. Oh, really? Yeah, it does cause really either that or maybe it's all the protein shakes or something. There's something no, that caused none really that, none of that is actually true. Well, no, but I'm saying there's it causes no, really no, no, awful. No, that... It causes really awful shits. Oh, uh, I mean, protein, like protein powders will cause like you'll get protein shake shits. I mean, that's oh. just that's just that just means you used a low quality protein powder. <laughs> um that's what, yeah, that's all that is. Uh, but no, like nice. the, you um, were so quick, you were so ready to, to jump in on whatever the uh, like sort of like bodybuilding myth was that, that we were going down into in your mind. No, it's because it, it drives me nuts. <laughs> those fucking those evening news segments. And then they like they cut to some doctor who doesn't look like he's seen the inside of a gym since fucking uh, since middle school. P.E. Right, right, it's right. Like, uh, and and they they just look at it's just there's no context surrounding it. It's just literally like it's just him saying uh, these supplements are not are not regulated by the FDA and they really should not be be used and they are sold freely over the counter. And it's just a little clip that just terrifies any fucking uh, you know neurotic mother. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes a whole fucking thing. I had to I had to hide my protein powder container in my uh, closet when I was in high school um, because I knew my mother would react like that. And she was cleaning my closet once and she found it and she, she started crying. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sure that wasn't a fun moment for you. So it's fucked up that I'm laughing. But <laughs> no, it is funny. It's funny because it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> I took the, I took the thing. Why and did I she start pack. crying? Why did she start crying? Because, uh, because uh, women are idiots. Uh, <laughs> I, I took, I took the the protein powder, and then I grabbed a pack of chicken out of the the refrigerator, and I was showing her the nutrition information on the back, trying to 
to explain it. and it, it the, even oh, that didn't man. didn't work it was amazing that's great and it was absolutely amazing i had to steal it back from them that's tremendous yeah radio misfits podcast network Do you have Netflix? Yes. Are you into like trash television at all? Like just like not worthwhile? Like in other words, have you have you been tempted at all by Tiger King? I, w- I watched the first episode last night and it was, uh, you know, it's it's all right. It, it, I mean, I think that pretty much nails it. Um, one of the whiter shows I've ever seen, one of the whiter things that I've seen. Oh, I mean, oh, like oh. If, if The Wire is one of the blacker shows I've seen, like this is one of the whiter ones. Do you know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll keep I'll keep watching it. It was interesting enough. And, you know, there's extra. Everyone's got extra time now. So fuck it. Why not? Yeah. And uh, it's it's the thing to do, I guess. You know, everybody's talking about it. But part of your, cur- you know, your morbid curiosity is like, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah, um, sure. And it, it, it helps to, to, you know, just socially to be to be <laughs> up on shit. So, yeah, yeah, we're like connected to each other based on what everybody else is watching on fucking Netflix. Um but uh yeah, so you said you watched the first episode. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, it's a uh look, th- I love documentaries, period. And I like when I learn little like nuggets that I didn't know. Uh, I, I I was aware of how like endangered I guess big cats are, but I did not yeah. realize that there's more in captivity like in the US alone than there are in the rest of the world. That's that's pretty fucking crazy. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's father apparently owns a bunch in Ohio. Yeah, so there you go. Like that's fucking so weird to me. And I mean, it costs a shitload of money to feed those animals. It's fucking cool though. <laughs> Can you really like play with them though when they're big? Like, I mean, that's that's pretty frightening. That's pretty. Scary. I don't know. It just it, it still it just still feels like it would be badass to own a tiger. Yeah, yeah. You feel so. You think it's like almost like a uh, a testosterone booster, like a you know a, a self indulgent aphrodisiac type thing, like where you're just kind of like enjoying and indulging in some primal instinct towards like having an animal that could kill somebody. Let me tell let me tell you something. If you have the disposable income for tiger ownership, yeah, there you go. You're doing all right. So it's like, kind of like having a nice pair of shoes or a private jet yeah. or a or a car or something like that. Yeah. You're at a point where you have the money available that you can say, "You know what? I would like a tiger." Mm-hmm. And you can get yourself a tiger and it's no fucking problem. Mhm. Yeah. I guess that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, one of the guys on there is just an absolute fucking, you know, hustler. I mean, he's he's killing it. The one in uh, Myrtle Beach. I don't know if you've gotten oh, yeah. that far yet, but uh, yeah. he's like professional. I mean, he's got the social media down. He's got the chimpanzee. They're playing on the social media. He's got like bears and elephants and shit. I mean, he's he's hardcore. And it's like a, it's like he. Well, I don't want to give away too much of it if you're going to watch it or not. But he's got like some legit sex cult shit going on there, which is pretty crazy. Nice. I look forward to that. <laughs> so yeah, that's been part of my quarantine for sure. Has been uh, Tiger King, and yeah, uh, I did. Uh, I did the first episode last night. So I'll, uh, I've been uh, I've been rewatching Boardwalk Empire, which is outstanding, and I've been watching uh, The Looming Tower is very good. Oh, what's that? It's uh, about the CIA and FBI and the lead up to nine eleven. Oh, okay. And the fact um, that they were sort of mm-hmm. like totally separate, it was like WCW and WWF or whatever. 
yeah, yeah, just uh, a complete, uh, complete lack of uh, of cohesion. Mm-hmm. Um, With good intentions, which, the way that was set up, right? I mean, that was it was supposed to be like almost a watchdog effort for them to be split up like that, right? Yeah, and they, you know, they have different different missions too. Mm-hmm. The, the FBI is a, a law enforcement uh, organization, and the CIA is uh, is focused on intelligence and developing sources. And, right. And, you know, you know, is 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 more interested in sort of like the global, you know, effects of of all sorts of different shit. Whereas the FBI is just about you know fighting crime. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this. The whole comparison to 9-11 uh, with coronavirus has been very, very strange to me. Yeah. I, it well, feels I mean, over some, the top. It, I couldn't agree more. But I, on some level, I guess I understand it only in that, like, if you've if you lived through 9-11, you're, you're sort of maybe looking towards it as like almost like a, a post marker or something. And, and it doesn't mean that the reaction or the context is in any way the same thing, but I don't know. Like, it's like I said to my dad, I said, if this is, I was like, I don't think I feel in any way the same way. Granted, I was a sophomore in, in high school or whatever, but 9-11 felt so different and like this is just so much more it's almost like I feel like if you could compare it and and this is a leap because I wasn't alive for half of the this analogy but it's almost like as Pearl Harbor is to the JFK assassination uh 9-11 is to Corona just a, a historic event that we're all going to remember and that there's a lot of like credible questions surrounding it. Not that it's all true. Like for example, let's just say for the sake of argument, Lee Harvey oh, sure, Oswald. But, but but look, that's gonna ha- that's gonna happen with any major world event. So if you're if you're if you're saying that it's it's you know like nine eleven on like just it's like oh the you know the scope and scale of this having you know global consequences type thing if you're using it just as like you know a reference i i understand that but when you're talking about uh casualty numbers then it's it's idiotic couldn't agree more couldn't agree more no i i i mean look i'm i'm loath sometimes to like really get into like the nitty-gritty of like my job and stuff because like the fucking world we live in you know god forbid but um i'll just say this in terms of being somewhat at least self-critical I saw where we had put a story up about that, like the the nine eleven death toll, and uh, whatever we're we're a we're a news aggregator, so it's not like we're breaking stories. It's not like somebody decided to look that up and match the two and said, "Ooh, um, you know, everybody else was talking about it." But when that sort of became like a news story, I was like, eh, "What the fuck? You know, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Like, it's t- it doesn't make any sense to compare the two at all." And in the sense that what you said as your as your sort of like, you know, um, prem or the, the, the four statement, like, oh, yeah, of course, it's a it's a world event. It's a mark your calendar. It's a we'll never forget this type thing. Sure. And that's where I was coming from more in the sense of I'll defend that notion. But, yeah, um, but in, in, to, to compare like, sense- you know, to, as if like the virus was uh, uh, driven by some like, you know, pro cccp like you know um uh pro-communist chinese message and like you know i'll kill you americans or whatever the fuck and and try to compare it to to 9-11 it's just ridiculous yeah and i mean the 9-11 was people slaughtering innocents the overwhelming majority of whom by the way were in the prime of their lives 
uh, in a matter of, of seconds and doing it in a way that was intended to make clear to us that their ultimate goal as an organization was our complete uh, destruction or capitulation is just different than an illness going around. Now, I think that you would be the first to probably admit and acknowledge that if, like, it comes out that China was reacting to the tariffs and the trade war and all that kind of stuff and said, look, we can make this look like it was a SARS that emerged from natural crossover and really fuck up the world's economy and, like, you know, kind of reclaim our own footing here. Then after the fact, maybe you have a similar feeling about it. But since from everything we understand, chances are this is just like MERS and HIV and, and SARS, for that matter, and whatever, that it crossed over from some sort of like bushmeat type situation um, until we know otherwise. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It just it, they're not the same thing. They're they're never going to be the same thing. And no matter what everybody wants to make headlines out of, you know, that's bullshit. Yeah, it it's almost <clears throat> it almost feels like people and when, when I say people I, again, it's the element of society that I'm talking about um or you know, the um the sort of the you know, the upper middle class white caucasian that still sort <laughs> of that still sort of sets the pace for the United States. You know what I mean? Yeah, at least at least in a lot of the institutions that we all consider to be, quote unquote, mainstream. Yes. Um, and, the, you know, they're the ones who are doing the the have you the, the clappy hour at seven o'clock uh, every night where they all applaud in their living rooms for the first responders. Yes. And they're all they're all shit. Like, you know, they're all tagging each other in these these bullshit coronavirus meme things. And they're talking about uh you know, the hardships and stuff on, on social media, it almost feels like, you know, they are so desperate to, uh, after this is over, they want to feel like they really, they survived something. Yeah. Like, like, it's like, like, this is like the fucking, uh, the bombing of Dresden or like the, uh, the, air, <laughs> the air raids on, uh, they said, uh, it's, it's often cited that, uh, uh People were uh, ha- rates of depression went down in London during the uh, the air raids during World War Two because people like were going through this shared survival thing. Mm. And I think I think people are so this, uh, you know, this Caucasian middle to upper middle class of, of America is just so fucking bored. Yeah. And they're so, so untested for the most part and soft as human beings you know, the, like the, the kind of people who have the audacity to, to cram chicken wings in their mouth and chug shitty domestic light beer while pointing at the screen and calling one of like the, the best athletes on the planet like a lazy bum. These <laughs> fucking losers um, are they they're just latching on to this. What, what do you got against so- domestic light beer? What do you got? What do you got against domestic light beer and shit? It's awful. Um <laughs> It's all right on a hot summer day. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. The, um, the the point being that their their lives are so just vanilla and shitty. No, and you're absolutely soft. right. I mean, look, that's the that's the kind of thing that we've talked about in the past, even where it comes to some of like the woke culture stuff. Is people sort of creating a uh, and and just to warn everybody, there will be but, a a noise as my 
brother enters the studio here to walk back into the house. Got yourself some foods? Yeah, a little bit. Sorry right. if I disrupted. You've disrupted. You've oh, disrupted. How dare you? Um, but this isn't the woke doing it. Like the woke is a different element. The, the no, woke but the woke is the audience. In other words, who, who you're talking about is the audience to all the woke stuff. Because like everything, you, to your point about like, or, or what I was saying about yeah. mainstream. Mainstream is really just another word for like, you know, the, the middle class mom who is buying everything at the grocery store. And they're the ones who are like completely front and center right now in terms of the aggrieved status. Because they've yes. got the kids at home. They're, they're typical... Uh, routine of going to shop for things is completely fucking weird and different right now. Um, you know, the the school culture, the the work culture, everything that kind of fits into the nine to five uh, typical mainstream society is completely evaporated right now. So you're right. My my thing when I bring up the woke thing is not even to necessarily draw too much of a parallel, except to say that I've often said that there's a whole element of the you know, finding the next, you know, victim uh, movement that comes down to a bunch of people who don't want to admit that the Great Depression already happened, the 60s already happened, the various world wars already happened, and they didn't have to do shit to get through it. They didn't have to do all that. So they need to find something that is their chip on their shoulder. And that's where I'm saying, yeah, I think there's a lot of people who would be desperate to be able to say, I survived Corona. You know what I mean? Like I made it through. Yeah. And in many ways, they probably didn't because what they were doing was taking part in the quarantine, which is supposed to just suppress the strain on the hospitals. That's what that's all about. Yeah. The only people who get to come out of this thing and and talk like I feel like talk shit are people. If you have it so bad that you wind up in the hospital, if you are a, a hospital worker or if you are, you know, otherwise peripheral yeah, yeah. All I mean, I guess obviously it fucking sucks to be a cop right now because not only might you get like shanked or shot, but you could also get this fucked up virus. Yeah, um, same with a fireman or whatever. Real, real tangible effects. Yeah. Than, and then also, oh, of course, any kind of business like, you know, some sort of place that yeah. in 50 years sure. from now can say we made it through Corona despite being a dry cleaner that had to close for two months. You yeah. know, that's something to be said. Uh, that's something not, to be pointed out. Not some fucking 34-year-old, uh, you know, housewife who the, the change to her life now is that her stupid fat kid is taking his, uh, <laughs> his fucking elementary school classes via, via tablet from the kitchen right. uh, instead, of, instead of going to school every day. She doesn't have, she doesn't have time to fucking sit around and, uh, and hammer her clit with the Hitachi wand while we <laughs> Hammer with the, you have some good you've got some good like liners today radiomisfits.com i get pleasure out of making people hate me i understand completely i totally totally understand this is one of the most important bonding moments in the relationship between my brother and i in our life appleseed and you're privy to it yeah this is really um i'm quite uncomfortable Flipping out radio. All right, so I want to ask your opinion on one of the top news things that connects Corona and the military together with that Navy ship and the captain who got fired. I'm okay. I'm vaguely aware of what happened, and I should. I just want to warn you, my phone's on like nine percent. So okay. Um, so quickly, then I'll try to give you what I know as far as the context. The the okay. the crew were mm -hmm. concerned. 
And I think it's an aircraft carrier, but I'm really not sure. The, the crew were concerned that they weren't well protected against Corona. And being on a ship, I guess you could understand since it spreads like fucking wildfire through that type of setting. Um, the Navy claims that they were responding to it and that they were trying to work it through and, and get resources out to them and all this kind of stuff. And the guy, the, the, the captain of the ship, what he supposedly did, you know, um, was he, he sent an email out kind of like breaking chain of command and, you know, whatever, which there's a bunch of people who said, okay, that's kind of heroic in some way. Cause he stuck his neck out there, uh, for the good of his crew. But then what the military said was that he sent it over a channel mm -hmm. that was so easily accessible that he kind of broadcast to potentially the enemy that the ship wasn't as seafaring as it should be or whatever. Um, so it's a gray area. You know what I mean? I was just curious what you, th what you thought about it. Yeah. Um, if he was a, a, a captain in the Navy, so that's, uh, I, I'm trying to remember the way, uh, the way they're fucking ranked. Uh, I mean, that's pretty, pretty significant. That's right below Admiral. So yeah. So that's an, O. he's like a, uh, that's like almost, I guess, like a probably like a lieutenant colonel or a colonel in the, the Marine Corps. Okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, he needs to. He there. The military is anal about communication. So I mean, it really depends what what the story is. Like if he's if he was relieved for breaking chain of command, there's a discussion to be had there where you. You know, they talk about moral courage in the military. You right. have to have the, the moral courage to, if something is actually wrong. Now, you have to, you know, there's a, there's a difference between, again, and I'm and not being on ship and, and under the circumstances, I just, I, I can't know what the, the real answer is. Well, look, so, I, so the, the, since I know your phone is about to die, I'll just give my quick, you know, outsider's view on the whole thing. The military in the press conference that they held basically said, it was about like that they more or less intimated that he could have broken the chain of command, but still also done it on a uh, confidential yes. channel or clandestine yes. channel and that he didn't. And that's, I guess, why supposedly he got canned. So and that but that could so that could also be the military. It's just a vet things. The way things occurred is very it's very convenient for them to be like, OK, um, it, it makes us look like assholes to punish you for doing one thing right, however right. we found something here to hit you for and we can say that's fair that, look we're not mad about that you know that was understandable he had to make a, a moral decision and right. that's something else we can discuss yeah but the way he'd you know so that that almost gives them um an easy out and it's been it's been alleged that they've done that before and i would never put it past the military to do that like but uh you know, at the same time, look, if if you're the commander of a ship, then you should I I, I would think that you have the a brain brain enough to drive making that call, whether it's fucking the, the right thing to do or not. And it sounds like, you know, I, I would I would tend to to trust him. Um, because I, there would be no reason to do that otherwise, yeah. knowing what the consequences would be. Right, right, right. Um, and I certainly do not put it past the military to be, uh, or the government in general, to be completely full of shit about something. Well, look, and and only again uh, because your phone is is about to die. I'll just point this out. You know, his entire uh, crew 
gave him like a standing ovation when he walked off the ship after he'd been, you know, relieved of command. So, I mean, you know, for whatever that's worth, got to point that out, yeah. too, as far as it being part of the story. Um, and, and I mean, look, there is something to be said for using proper communication channels and stuff like that. And the, the chain of command is very important. Um, so, I mean, I'd, I'd have to look more into the the story. Yeah, that's uh, fair. That's but, fair. You know, um, all right. So last I, thing. I would, imagine, I would imagine that the situation probably falls into some middle ground where there may have been, a, a you know, a different, you know, it's possible there was a different course of action that, that could have be, been taken, but that he shouldn't be relieved. You know, it's some, something along those lines, mm-hmm. is, as is often the case with these fucking military things <clears throat> last thing before we go since i know your phone is up against it do you have you think you have it in you for one last little thing here or is your phone like on a one percent type deal i'm at five percent all right so i think we, we can get through are you aware of guys uh nice are you aware of um this taylor swift the man song that she has now and like the video that goes with it what what is it what is this about? So she's in, uh, she's on a subway car. First of all, they are not social distancing in this particular video, but she's yeah. on a subway car, sort of like man spreading at the same time. And she's dressed as a man. So in other words, she's, she's in very realistic looking drag with like a mustache and glasses and a suit. <clears throat> and the song is if, if she was the man, she'd be the man. And she says something like, oh, I'm so sick of running as fast as I can. Something like, I think, if would I not have to do it if I was a man or something like that? And again, I was cleaning today in my house along with my boyfriend, and he likes to listen to Z100. So I heard this song, and I thought to myself, like, what the fuck is she talking about? Like, what the fuck? Where the, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you're one of the most successful fucking people in the world. You are successful partly because you're a sex symbol and like, you know, you're whatever. Not everybody's attracted to you. That's fine. But, you know, you're an attractive woman and you're you've got fans on both the male and female side of the equation. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why would you be so aggrieved that you need to make this song about like, oh, oh, you're you're so sick of being only if only you were a man. Like, what the fuck? Seriously? Like that comes off to me as like very deranged. Uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, I, I, I have to think that she knows she knows how profitable a song like that will be. So. So I'm just falling for it, basically. I'm falling hook, line and sinker. Yeah, uh, you're the kind of because you're the kind of guy who will angrily, you know, retweet an article about her new song and be all like, ah, ah, how dare she makes millions of dollars. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, Thank you for making that noise know, for me. It saved my voice. Thank you. And, and you know what that does is it just elevates her profile. I know. And it makes it look like all of these men are coming after her. I know. It makes people download that song even more. So What can so, I say? I You yeah. know what? It's like a virus. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's just like, you know, life after the virus. You're, you're, a, you're a, a total mark, as they say. <laughs> I am. I am a total mark. I, ha- I have been for years. I have been for years. But look, uh, last thing I'll say, and this is really an important thing, okay? This is something I think we really should point out that this shutdown and actually, you know, the disease, they say, attacks men in everything they've tracked so far. They say that the the disease has been uh, infecting and potentially killing men more often than women. But this this entire economic shutdown has been especially devastating to men. Okay, and everybody needs to remember that because. 
from everything we've heard, they make a dollar to every 79 cents that women make. So this has been like exponentially more devastating for men during this whole shutdown. Yeah, the women uh, women's checks from the government should only be, um, what is it, like 800 bucks. Yeah, just out of fairness, just to replicate, because yeah. we really want to sort of replicate the situation we had. That's what a stimulus, normalcy. you know, keep it going, it's you know. It's all the... about, yeah, creating normalcy. Exactly, exactly. So I have to admit that I totally ripped that from, my cousin texted me that, and I later saw it on Twitter, so he fucking ripped it too. So whoever yeah, made that yeah, joke up in the... the place. Yeah. <laughs> so good job, whoever came up with that the first time. Uh, anyway, um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Montone, uh, I guess we'll, uh, we'll, we'll say goodbye here since your phone is also on the uh, on death's door. Yes, and, ta-ta uh, for now. Yeah, and, and and we will follow you on, since I'm looking at it right on the screen, we'll follow you on Twitter, at Gary Moiler. No, on Twitter, it's at Mike Mott. Oh, I mean Instagram. Instagram is Gary Moiler. Gary underscore Moiler. Gary underscore <laughs> Do you think if you were arrested for a crime, they'd have to list under your alias Gary Moiler? I would make them, yeah, if they, if, uh... If, when they're like filling out your uh, your sheet, uh-huh. that's when they ask if you if you have any uh, any other names you go by, and I would I would certainly tell them Gary Moyle. <laughs> if you, I feel like if you committed like bad check fraud or something, you, you'd use the alias Gary Moyler. I don't I don't want to be in a position where I'm bouncing checks ever. <laughs> but I, yeah, I appreciate that. I'm not suggesting. I don't know where that came from. It just comes off as a very like scumbag name. That's the thing. It just Gary comes. Gary Moiler. Yeah, yeah. He's got a bit of a history. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday, and uh, I'm sure we'll do this again sometime soon with the whole digital distancing. Absolutely, my friend. Be All right, well. man. Peace. Right. I turn this fucking thing up. <laughs> Presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Oh, here's your lesson. The most American podcast ever created. You sick fuck. I had to, I had to hide my protein powder container in my uh, closet when I was in high school um, because I knew my mother would react like that. And she was cleaning my closet once and she found it. She started crying. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. I'm sorry. I took the thing. And Why I took did she start pass- crying? Why did she start crying? Because uh, because uh, women are idiots. Uh, <laughs> I, I took I took the, the protein powder and then I grabbed a pack of chicken out of the the refrigerator and I was showing her the nutrition information <laughs> on the back, trying to. It was absolutely amazing. I had to steal it back from them. This has been a flipping out radio production. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you.